Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world and that, you know, you just, at least the things are going pretty well. Today is Sunday morning and, um, yeah, it's, um, it's a good day to praise the Lord. So today I want to give God the glory because um he gave me the opportunity to do something that i had been wanting to do but i didn't know how to do it and it was to share my testimony of what the lord has done for me in the last two years um with a group of women who i think christian women who i think it was it it was the right audience and you know a part of me because sometimes it's not really very easy to share personal things but so it, 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 I always pray, you know, I, I also don't want, you know, I'm a, I'm a private person, let's put it that way. And I think that was why I struggled a lot when the Lord started calling me to do certain things. But sometimes also a part of me wants to just, you know, shake loose all of those restraints. And God helped me. It wasn't easy. And I think even when I was speaking, people could see that I was struggling because I was like, how much should I share? You know, I didn't want to go too much into the depths of what happened excuse me because i also think that sometimes that's not helpful you also want to protect the identity of the person you're talking about and not you know share things on their behalf when you know without their permission you know so it was just whatever but at the end of the day i believe that i had prayed and i believe that god took control so there were certain things i didn't say but somehow people got it you know what i'm saying even in the confusion of my words sometimes i was even blanking out i was like trying to find myself <laughs> you know but eventually i think people found out you know i mean people the spirit of the message got through and, and even on this podcast i think that's how it works because many times i don't really have things that are planned i don't have a script and i'm sure you can sort of sense that i literally just put on the recording and i start I start, you know, I put on the mic and I start talking and God speaks somehow, you know, although I think there was added pressure because it was an audience I hadn't, I didn't know who was going to be on. It wasn't people that I, I hadn't been in the group. And honestly, that was the first time I was speaking to a group of Christians, you know, since I rededicated my life to Christ. In fact, I would say the first time really I've spoken to that kind of large group, although, well, okay, that's not quite true. I have actually spoken to larger groups before, but then it was always more promotional kind of things where I'm called up to come and, you know, talk about it at events. I've spoken actually to a large church audience of thousands of people, but I wasn't, in quotes, preaching. I wasn't giving a word of exhortation. And um, so this was the first time, even though it was like 140 people, but it was, it was, um, it was a bit daunting because I was like, ah, what should I say, you know? But I think it was, I, my reflection afterward was that I was struggling too much. I didn't, I was trying too hard to control what, you know, the Holy Spirit was going to say, which I don't do on this podcast. So I think that's the learning that I'll take. But it's that balance between preparing something and then just going as the Spirit leads. I think I function better with that as the Spirit leads, even though I have an idea of what I'm going to say. But if the Holy Spirit takes me in another direction, I should just release and let go because that's typically what happens on this podcast sometimes i've actually prepared what i'm going to say and then the holy spirit takes over and i'm going completely different but i i mean i allow it because this is a recording who is here there's no audience with me you guys are somewhere <laughs> elsewhere but i felt the need i think to be a bit more structured with this but i think now learning i'm like okay prepare what you're going to prepare 
but also allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. And if you sense that he's leading you in another direction, don't struggle. I think I struggled with the Holy Spirit a bit um, yesterday, but God still took control somehow. So I'm like, okay, God, I'm learning. As we begin to go on this work of ministry together, okay, you'll show me how to do it so I can get the right balance. Because I think in the secular world, I, because I've done it so often, I get it pretty well. So I go into the flow. So I have my prepared script. I run through it and all that. And sometimes if I also need to go, you know, like as the spirit leads, I also do that. But I think for this one, I was, I really struggled. I don't know why. It was just different for me. But anyways, God will, I trust God that he'll show me how to handle it so that I have been using his gift in my secular world. Then, I, I mean, <laughs> I cannot now be struggling how to use it in the world. Although he did say to me that as far as he was concerned, it went how he wanted it to be and um so and a lot of people said you know they received the message you know and the people were very thankful and he was glorified but i felt i felt that i there was a bit more of a struggle than i expected that that was my own self-reflection on of that and it's it's bad but i think what came through people said i was authentic you know that i mean i can't be any other way you know and i think at the end of the day you know i i just pray my prayer is that God will help me to find and walk on the path that he has ordained for me. That's all. That's all I really want to do. I don't want to be anybody else. You know, I'm I'm done with that whole, you know, success according to the parameters of the world or society. I'm done with that. I don't really care. You know, even for my children now, I, I don't, that whole, you know, you know, and in Nigeria, we're very, what's the word? We're high achievers. So, you know, Parents that send their children to the best schools, parents who have the money, and they announce the results on the pulpit. My son got this. They literally, you know, it's like a thing, you know. And so, but I have, I guess, because of life, when, when reading the Bible this past two, three years, and the experiences I've gone through, I've made me realize that God is not going to ask you when you get to heaven that did you go to Harvard? What did you grades did you come back? It's not even going to count at all. What you'll be concerned with is, okay, you went to Harvard. How did you use that platform for me? You know, okay, yes, you have X and Y degrees. Where was Christ in the in the midst of all that? That's what he's going to be asking. So that doesn't mean you shouldn't go to Harvard. By all means, then we should go into all the world. So yes, Harvard is part of the world. So please, if you are able to go to Harvard, by all means, go to Harvard. I'm a firm believer in education. I have two degrees. I'm getting my third one. I'm likely to get a fourth and a fifth <laughs> before I leave this earth. I don't know if I'll get a PhD, but I'm just very happy staying in the master's space because I think that PhD is a major commitment. And also because I'm trying to get a lot of skills in different areas. So, um, you know, I yeah, let's just put it that way. And so I'm, so I'm working more on professional certification and master level understanding in those dis different disciplines and if Christ tarries and I have time, maybe PhD, but that singular commitment to one thing for three years at a research level, wow. Um, I'm too much, I think I'm too much of a practitioner to do that because I, it's important for me. I like practical, I like the practice of things. So um, that would be a challenge for me unless I was able to be so funded that I could be researching and practicing at the same time and not have to worry about you know making money and other things you know but that would be tough really because i i have just too much going on and i'm even taking like, too much is happening anyway so i think and what's motivated me was a conversation that i had with you know one of my classmates in seminary where i just mentioned the testimony what i thought was in passing but the impact it had on him he told me that he came out in chills really made me feel my goodness 
if this testimony had this kind of impact on this person, he's about he's about 19 years younger than me, starting out his life and family. He's how many? He's in another part of the world, you know, in America, and completely different cultural and ethnic background. Then I should be sharing this within my local context, you know. And I then remember the story of Jesus where. There was this man that he had healed. I think he was the blind man. And he said to him, go and tell people what the Lord has done. So when I read that, I realized that this is the one thing that I have not done. Even though I have done it on this podcast, um, where I actually did a recording where I said, see what the Lord has done. And I talked about, you know, what we've waited for has come to pass. See what the Lord has done. That's a song by Pastor Nathaniel Bassett. And, you know, it gets to a stage in your life, God has done something, and the, the testimony is mature enough for you to say it, because you now realize this is not just a flash in the pan, this is real. And why it's important to say it is because if you don't say it, that time in history is lost, you know. What you need is, you know, a testimony is like a testament. So it's like a record. It's like putting it in the sand that this is what you did. And, you know, when I came back, after the virtual, it was a virtual call, and I, you know, had my debrief with the Lord, because that typically happens when I have any of these sessions, I go through a spiritual debrief with the Lord, and I can't do anything else until that debrief is done. So I had the debrief with the Lord, and we went over, okay, this is what happened, and blah, blah, blah. I did my own, you know, self-assessment. He gave me his comments, and he said to me, you know what? Now, remember Jesus says, the, the, uh, the gospels teach us that Jesus said that if you are ashamed of me and ashamed of my words on earth, that I will also be ashamed of you when you you know come before me at the end of the world and he said this is it he said because if you are ashamed you are not proud or you are afraid or you are reluctant you are hesitant to tell people that this is what the lord has done he said so why do you think i should then boldly claim you as my child and i'm coming out in goosebumps as i'm saying this because the question I should ask myself is that, why am I reluctant to share? Meanwhile, I, a lot of people were aware that I had challenges. I had to open up because it made me, I had to leave work. So people didn't know how bad it became. But they knew I was forced to tell a lot of people the circumstances that led to my leaving my work. So that was already out in the public space to some extent. Different versions depending on how close you were to me. But some, a lot of people really did know you know, the, the full details. He said, so, and everybody, most people would believe that, okay, you know, they don't, and then it, things then got even worse. So that period when it got very bad, many people were not, some people, you know, the less people were aware of how bad it was. But most people still, you know, thought that, well, she's dealing with stuff. And he said, okay, even if it is only for those people who are aware of how bad it, 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 it began, it, it, it went, it, uh, isn't it necessary for you to at least go back and say that thing that we, you know, you know, this is how things are going. And, you know, particularly when God has done such a great miracle. Now, who does, whose benefit does it play to? My silence. Whose benefit does it play to? It plays to the benefit of the devil. Because bad news is amplified in this world. In this world, it looks like there is no help for us in Christ. It looks like help is only in a particular place. Whereas the crux of my testimony is that help was in God and his word. Because really, 
You can't link it to any church. I didn't go to a church. I didn't go to any pastor. I didn't go to any man of God. I went back to the word of God. And God, through his word, took me through a series of counseling, wisdom, and by his spirit, led me to a place of victory. And deliverance happened. Literally, the Holy Ghost came in and chased away everything that was causing torment and, and disturbance. Literally. But you, nobody, no human being can take the glory. There was no man. There was nobody that was praying with me. There was no, you know what I'm saying? It was a journey with God. It was a journey with the world. It's a, it, is a, it was a testimony worth sharing because in my local environment here, what people tend to believe is that if they're faced with that kind of challenge, the kind of challenge I was faced with, you have to get some man of God to pray for you. And, you know, if, you know, just keep going to the, looking for the power somewhere else. That's the thinking. And all the things that we are normally told to do, you know, give offerings. I did all of those things. It did not change. I did all of those things. I didn't even mention that yesterday because I wasn't really prepared. And I think now I think I'll be better off at, I think I can tell the story better. Because I think that was the first time of my telling the story to an audience that was unknown. Most of the people I'm telling the story to, they are already they know the beginning. So I'm starting from maybe part two. I'm, I'm just updated. But this one was like, how do I tell three years, a story of three years or even a story of 16 years in 15 minutes? I just didn't know where to start, how to say, should I say, should I not say, should I just play it? But it was, I was bubbling inside. There were words inside of me struggling to come out. So they just came out like, in boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and somehow they were able to, God was able to make sense of it. So... I think this is just to talk about the power. Sometimes we don't realize that um, the witness of Christ is not just about, oh, Jesus died for me, uh, come and save, give your life to Christ. The witness is, I think, even more of the testimony of what God has done in our life. If all we would do is to be more intentional and purposeful about what God has done. And I think the key thing here is looking for the times and the spaces and prayerfully asking God. Because funny enough, Prior to that, I had had a conversation. Okay, so let me, this is the progression of things. I spoke, I shared the testimony with my seminary colleague in the US. And he was like, wow, Shala, this is really significant. After which I then had a conversation with a sister in Nigeria. And I said, you know what? When I spoke to this guy in America and his reaction to this testimony made me realize that this is quite significant. And I trust God for the opportunity to share it. She then VN'd me back again. I was like, Wow. I've heard this before from you, but hearing this again, is like I'm hearing it the first time. I trust God that he will, you know, show you the proper way to tell the testimony. And a part of me was like almost flinching, like, oh, am I sure I want to share wide? I said, amen. A few days after that, I get a call from a former colleague who hasn't spoken to me in months, probably a year or more. And she said, there's this group of women they're having a meeting, they want someone to give an exhortation and they would like me to speak. And I was like, okay, about what? She says, no topic as the spirit leads. I was like, whoa. So I felt, okay, has not my friend called her because they kind of know each other? But I didn't want to then ask her that, has she spoken with them? Anyway, as it turned out, she hadn't spoken with them. This was purely Holy Ghost inspired. I wanted to call my friend before the session to say, did you speak with those ones? The Holy Spirit prevented me. He said, no. Don't ask any questions. Just go in blind like that. I said, fine, go in in faith. Okay, I will. So I didn't ask any question. But to show you how much it was bothering me, because I kept wondering, is this a coincidence? You know how we always doubt God and think this must be a coincidence. I then called my friend after the, my sister friend that I had spoken with 
earlier on and said, did you speak to sister so-and-so? You know, she called me and she was like, no. In fact, I thought this, my friend, would be in the meeting because I thought, you know, she knows a lot of the people on that setup. To my, first of all, she wasn't in the meeting. That was the first thing that made me realize that, okay, so she may not really be connected to this. But when I then spoke to her, she was like, nope, 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 she didn't speak. No, she has, no. So I then knew that, oh my goodness, wow, this was really good. How is it that within the space of seven days a week, something I hadn't shared. So God really wanted me. And I've been, you know, if you, if you listen to me this January, I've been like, oh my goodness, this is wonderful. I'm seeing what God is doing. I'm in my season. I thank him. It's like, I don't know what it is, but I just, the reality of what God has done. And this is, this is, I think why it's happening like this, because there was what had been going on had impacted us into a certain way. So there were certain things that we were unable to do because we were fighting this battle. So those things that we've been unable to do, we were now, we're now able to start doing it this year, 2023. So I have been in that euphoria of, oh my goodness, you mean, so it, it just dawned on me afresh that I, we are really out of that trial. You know, it's like someone who, you know, has been sick, you were healed, but you're still staying at home, but you've been out of school for a while. When you now start doing what you were doing before the sickness came, that is when the second wave of your realization of your testimony becomes apparent. Then you go back, as in you go back to the field or go back to the pitch. You know what I'm saying? You've been off the field of play for a long time. Even though you've, you are recovering, you are better, you are working, you are out of hospital, but you've not gone back into play. But the, when, you, the, when you now get back into the field of play, doing the things you were doing before the crisis, and functioning as though the crisis never happened. That's when you now, it's like the reality of your healing. Are, are you following me? You know, I, I'm, I'm sure some of you have experienced, some of us have experienced this before. That's why you now realize, oh my goodness, this is really real. I really am healed. This, everything has changed. So the realization of that just don't hit me afresh again this year. And in the series of conversations, I wish I could go back to my friend in the U.S. and tell him that, you know, this conversation has really had such an impact. But I'm, I, I'm just leaving it because I, I, I sense that I, I just need to allow that process to, I mean, yeah, let me, let me know. There's no need going back on that. But if I, if I feel led, I may. But for now, I don't feel led to. So, and funny enough, that person was is not a very um, close friend. In fact, it's a new acquaintance, you know, seminary. It's a little bit still very much in that, you know, um, how would I say? It's, it's not a friendship. It's more of just an acquaintance kind of thing, which is why I can't go back now because we just don't have that kind of relationship. So, um, you know, it's... it's so I, I, I'm grateful to God and I think... I'm going to go back to read that um, verse where Jesus told that man, go and tell people what the Lord has done. And like what I was saying, I'm beginning to realize that the witness of Christ is not just about telling people, um, preach the gospel in a, in, a pla in a plastic way or deliberately going out in what we call evangelism. But it's about taking these opportunities in our day-to-day -day relationships with people and the spaces and the places that we inhabit to discreetly but purposefully share the testimonies of what God has done in our lives, whatever they may be. We don't know what God will use it to do. And for me, it all started with 
opening up to someone who I felt, I just said it as offhand, I didn't know it would have such an impact. His response, just two or three lines, actually, I literally had chills reading your testimony, uh, reading your testimony. What an amazing thing God has done for your family and work of God in your life. He, I was like, wow. I saw it through his own eyes. And I realized, oh my goodness, Shola, this is not just, it's not just you thinking this. This is, this is big. And you need to, you, you can't but share what the Lord has done. And I, and I, and I now realize that this is probably going to be my life testimony amongst others. And I'm going to start building this as a part of the culture of my life. Uh, of that, you know, seek, taking the opportunity to share the testimony. And I think this is why I feel that God has reset my life to zero. Because I I had almost lost that sense of a testimony. And, and I think what I'll just call this is witnesses for Christ. Because it's important that we see ourselves as witnesses. We are witnesses. That's what we are. So you know what a witness is, and this is the Holy Spirit now talking here. It's like when there was a crime, when they say there's an eyewitness account, the police go into the area, they conduct investigations. Now, somebody may have said, the lady across the street may have seen the guy walking, you know, the car that drove up in front of the house. I may not have seen the car drive up in front of the house, but I saw the man get out of the car. Another person down the street may not have seen the car drive up to the street, or the man get out of the house, but he saw when the man drove away. Each one of us has our own responsibility, duty and obligation to society to say what we saw. I do not need to add to it. I should not. Neither should I take away from it. My role is to say what I have seen and what I have experienced. It's my obligation to the society that I belong in. In the same way, what I'm sensing that it is my obligation to the kingdom of God that I am in and the blood of the Jesus that was spilt on this earth to bring about these deliverances. That when I witness such, either directly in my own life or in the lives of people close to me, I become a witness of that testimony. And even if there is any privacy requirements, I don't, I don't need to share the names of the people. I can protect their names. I can protect their identity. But, and I don't have to shout it on the report. I'm not saying going to social media and talking about other people's testimonies without their permission. But it is possible that in the spaces I inhabit, that I, I just witness. Yes, I have been in a situation, I have been in a place where this is what happened. The same way we witness about things that happened in an office. Somebody did this one day. I saw my boss. I saw this person do this in my office. You just witness about it. I'm like, really that happened? Yes. The people don't need to know the names of the people involved. It has the impact regardless. Even me, when I told the whole testimony, all I said was my son. I have two sons. I, did, I didn't say which one. Other people who knew knew. I didn't mention his name throughout. But everybody knew that, okay, she has a son, you know, and all that. But I, I, I just said what was necessary for them to say, for them to hear. And most of what I said in terms of, you know, the health condition and all that, there were things that some people already knew about. But, but then I, I do have the right to decide because I mean he's you know under my care but if I was sharing about something else that was not directly related to me I could still share it with that I know a lady a friend of mine a sister I heard I was present or I prayed for someone this is what happened this is what happened before this is what happened after 
It's our obligation. Because by so doing, I realize that what we're doing is confirming and validating in the lives of others. Many people send me replies saying, this is really, I needed this. This was good for me. This is, you know, helps to validate. This reminds me, you know, I, I saw that even people who were not facing the kind of challenge, who were not anywhere, they, they felt it was reassuring for them. It edified them. And I think that's the whole purpose. It was supposed to be an exhortation. So Jesus, the name of the Lord was glorified. And so that is like me, you know, God amplifying the impact. Because whenever anything that God does, he's not just doing it because of the immediate beneficiaries. He's also thinking of the indirect beneficiaries. I myself am a beneficiary of the testimonies of others, the witnesses of others, including the witnesses of the disciples, has blessed me. So I also need to continue in that spirit of witness and also continue to testify. So on that note, I think God has given us a title. I will call it the spirit of the witness and um, or witnesses of Christ as God leads. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.